Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother, about Survivor, no longer about Buddy Games. Buddy Games is over. It's Danielle, over. Is morning. it? Wow, that's news to me, actually. <laughs> I watched the what end an important of the... Buddy I, watched, <laughs> I watched the end of Buddy Games. Not the whole episode, but the last five minutes because it was on right before BB25 wow. on Thursday night. Well, they needed to clear out some room for the two-hour finale next week. What are they going to do for two hours? So does someone win on Buddy Games? Other than yeah, the audience, they win like obviously. 20. Yeah, <laughs> they win like 20 grand and it's like split amongst four people. It was, it's weird. It's like, what if a show were only the competitions in Big Brother, which are parenthetically the worst part of the show, and... There's like 20 people because it's all teams of four and they're all the least interesting people in the world. Uh So you have a lot of that like, so I have to take my canoe across the river and, you know, do a keg stand or whatever. But it's like so incredibly boring. So it was a a not for me. It's like. The because I watched Survivor one night and then the next night watched three episodes of Big Brother. Watching three episodes of Big Brother in one night is like a torture, torture. <laughs> that people <laughs> should be subjected to. <laughs> like it's a powerful tool in our arsenal. Um, but like it is when you watch all three episodes and there's like a competition in every one and in every one they go through those beats of like, so I walk into the backyard and I see that I have to balance on this beam and put the cup in the river, whatever. You're like, they the don't backyard's do this. The backyard been magically transformed into a swamp. <laughs> but I they mean, don't not do really. That. No, not really. <laughs> and on Survivor, it's like they just show us how it's done and that's it. We don't have to have like multiple contestants giving... Uh, straight to camera information. Even Jeff doesn't do that. They like, why do we need this? And then you're, you're clearly given the prompt in the diary room, explain your strategy and say that with the following sentence. My strategy for this competition is. But like, the there's, and it's like, uh, like my <laughs> strategy for the competition is to fucking win it. Like yeah, do it like faster than everybody else. There's only so many ways to like walk across a balance beam and put a golf ball in a cup or whatever the the competition <laughs> is. Like yeah. there's not there's not really much you can do to innovate in this competition. While while we're on this subject, let's just dive in. Um I I'll say this, you know, and I'll give the grace to the the BB producers that I'm sure many of these competitions are planned out quite far in advance in terms of which ones are being done, which days, uh, which with how much time left in the game. Um, But we have this moment, kind of cultural moment last Thursday Mm -hmm. where America is evicted and she's like, these competitions are too dang hard. Yeah. And there are screenshots of, of Matt and Jag just wiping the floor with everybody in the, the veto competition from last Thursday night or two Thursdays ago where they're like running through the popcorn or whatever that was supposed to be. Yeah. And you have to – I mean, I, Felicia's in her 60s. I would imagine Sari uh, is like in her 50s. Bowie Jane – Spry, keeping it spry tight. in her twenties. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to worry about <laughs> Benjamin Button, Benjamin, Benjamin, <laughs> Benjamin Button, Benjamina Button over here. Uh, Bowie Gina Button, Bowie Gina Button. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
so I don't think they can Wait. change what the veto competition is on Thursday. Sorry, what were you going to say? Do you think Bowie Jane picked Bowie Jane as her stage name because it kind of sounds like Billie Jean? <laughs> like, yeah, well, in, the, in that accent. The Australian Bowie Jane is not my lover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I could go on. She's just a kangaroo. She said it that just, I was the one. Yeah, I just, I just realized that it sounds so similar. Uh, so you have this cultural moment where like America's America's like putting into words what a lot of America, a lot of America, the nation is feeling, maybe not the entire nation, but the people who watch Big Brother, uh, which is like, man, these conversations are kind of hard. It would be nice to see Felicia win some or Sari win one all year. Um, but Sari never wins anything. See these guys, <laughs> yeah. I know we can talk about that in a little bit, but. So you have this thing of like, man, these are really kind of competitions for young men to win. And we've just seen that historically. And then the veto competition this week is a swimming competition featuring a professional swimmer. One of the cast members this year is a professional swimmer. Granted, he didn't win it. There was some thought that he was actually trying to throw it as well. But like maybe don't put yourself in that position to have – the fans, the public, be like, man, you guys are kind of rigging this for the two young men that you seem to like. Granted, they're much better, but like, just again, we say this, I don't know, like once a month, like, put more random mass competitions in there. You know, I think this year, I'll shut up in a second. I think this year there were maybe only two or three live head of households this year, which is like, we're in week like 13 right now. Like, that's kind of just like criminal. It's just criminal. Like, they're fun to see. It's fun to watch everyone in those little booths. It's fun to watch the queen of the whiteboard, Bowie Jane, whip out the whiteboard and guess yeah. $1, Bob. Fan favorite. <laughs> fan favorite. This has become – she really – like, I mean, it's kind of unbelievable at this point. Like, three makes a trend. This is – it's not a fluke oh, at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many other things to talk about, but, like – yeah, the, the competitions, man. We gotta, we gotta fix this stuff. We gotta fix this stuff. As Danielle is completely frozen, she gets on. Danielle gets on the call with me. She appears to be in a bathroom, and she's like, "Yeah, it's." I hope the Wi-Fi is okay this week. I don't know, and I'm like, "Well, it's looking a little pixelated to me." And she's, and you know, I can't hear her. Oh, I'm hearing a little bit of of. <laughs> this is gonna be funny on the podcast version of this, uh, where. Danielle is just talking oh, no. and she's like, hello, hello. I got you back. You're back down, Danielle. I'm going to finish this thought. Danielle's okay, like talking hi. and I'm just like vamping. I'm vamping. Okay. But you're back now. Here we go. <laughs> hi, Danielle. How are you? Oh my Lord. And now she's actually fully gone. Fantastic. No. There. Come on. What's up? What are you doing? It's Wi-Fi. There's nothing I, I mean, I can move, but. What do you have to say to any of the things I was saying? Um, well, I was just saying that like everyone's unhappy with the way things are currently going. Everyone. I mean, the at, at a certain point, production has to like take that in consideration, don't they? Or they just don't care. I mean, we have 25 years of like don't care. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's like I don't want to get into too many details, but like there's a certain project Let's say, let's say you worked at a big corporation. Let's say you worked at a big corporation. Every year in Q4, there's this big project that you know you're going to have to do. 
You know you're going to have to do it because it's every year. And yet every year, the people in charge of running this project don't give you any information or delegate any tasks until one week before it's due. And yet, and everyone complains about this because they're like, we had all year. We knew this was going to happen. Why did you wait till this time to do it? And the reason they don't change it is because everyone knows they have to do it anyway. So why even bother making it an easier process? (laughs) I feel like that's the mindset of Big Brother producers where they're like, we don't have to fix this. We know you little piggies are going to come squealing (laughs) back every summer. So you can complain all you want on your little Twitters and discords. We don't care. I mean, they've never really cared. I mean, is there a single thing that has been ever... Has there ever been a single thing that you can ever remember in terms of like the production of the show, the staging of the show, the mechanics of the show, where Big Brother, where Julie Chen got on that stage wearing like a biker vest and like jean shorts and like a weird wig. (laughs) And she was like, I wish America, we hear you. We're wrong. We missed like, no, they've never done that. So I, I don't even think it's. I think it's kind of crazy to actually assume that we would. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of um, <laughs> just so for everyone. <laughs> so this is amazing. Not the YouTube watching. This Which... episode is going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I should have turned my camera off. Everyone's getting like a tour of my house. For anyone who doesn't isn't uh, able to join the live stream, I am switching rooms to hopefully a room with more solid internet connection. Um. This is something that we had to do because I don't want to risk. Let me tell you all about my life for a second. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, let me prop up some pillows so that I can be comfortable. Brett, you have to vamp for a minute. All right. I'm going to vamp. America. America, the contestant. America, the nation. I implore you to watch the YouTube version of this episode. You know, we're roughly 11 minutes in at this point, so maybe go, but I would say go back to like the eight minute mark where Danielle cuts out completely. I vamp for a while. Danielle turns off her ring light as in the middle of her talking and then kind of like has this mental realization during the last bit while she's talking. She's like, I should probably just not even be in this room anymore. Gets up, (laughs) walks around. We see a tour of the house. She's in a different room now. She's looking a lot more luxurious. She's looking a lot less pixelated. So yeah, Yeah. I'm feeling great. So yeah. But let me tell you guys, here's the behind the scenes. And I know everyone is going to fast forward this part or they're going to put it on five XCs because they're like, we don't care, Danny. But so I... Put a lot of time and work into getting the unused space in my house set up as an office space, which included having a Wi-Fi technician come on two separate occasions <laughs> to make the Wi-Fi up there stronger. Okay, because the first time it didn't work, it broke, and then we what just he, didn't have internet. Do? He broke it. <laughs> like he came and he was it like, didn't "Yo, do anything. I'm gonna be stronger than ever." And then he left, and then it broke. Honestly, fly me out to Toronto. I could make it better. It's a modem issue. I know people love hearing about customer complaints, especially about like their home Wi-Fi. But so, like, I, I thought it was fixed the second time because I was taking meetings up there all day yesterday, video meetings, and they were all fine. So that's yeah, why everyone I was slacking it. each other, Microsoft teaming each other on the side, <laughs> being like, yeah, I can't understand a word Danielle's saying. I don't care. I don't care. As one, once this meeting's over, I'm going to do my own thing. It was thing. Friday, right? So who oh, cares? Yeah, no me- no like, meeting Friday. I, sat, I got up there. I had my little coffee. Dr- I left everything. I feel like I just had to flee 
from my comfort zone because I had my drink. I had two drinks up there. I had my charger. I had my like emergency lip <laughs> in case I needed to apply. I had my beautiful, um, well, it wasn't really working because the light up there is kind of weird, but I had my like ring light that Brett peer pressured me into getting. <laughs> he was like, we got to make Oh the, my God, I made Danielle spend fucking $17 on Amazon. <laughs> And so I'm just like, I'm in a, this is hard. This is a hard place for me to accept that my home office situation that I was so proud of is a flaw. I'm very upset right now. Jen F in the chat says, okay, can confirm this is hilarious in audio format because I've been driving and listening and can only type here because I'm stopped <laughs> in traffic at the moment. Okay, yes, definitely do not type we while driving. Thank you for stopping. people committing vehicular manslaughter to listen to this episode live. <laughs> Uh, it's it, like, I, I, like, what can I say? What can I say? I was trying to make my life better. And now I just made it worse for everyone. Brett, you could, the steam was coming out of his ears. He was like, oh, she better not ruin this. <laughs> their stupid wine wine connection. <laughs> the second I, I was like, I could see it on Brett's face. The second I was like, I'm in a new location today. <laughs> he was instead of, instead of supporting me like a friend, he was like, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, right. I can see that. It was like you looked like you were in a bathroom and (laughs) (laughs) you were coming in as a bunch of pixelated squares. I've been to your house. I was not in the bathroom for the rest. I was like, okay, great. Wow. Oh, not only will it be pixelated, but like I'm going to hear this, like the sound of her voice bouncing off all the tile. Why? No, this the audio was fine, was it not? We haven't, we haven't even, I haven't even dug into the audio yet. We'll see. <laughs> well, anyways, great. oh my god, we spent like nine minutes on this. This is truly iconic television. Right I'm sorry, here. but that's okay. listen. I try to keep it real. I have to tell people the true details. There's no secrets here on Hey Julie. No tales of tales of my incompetence <laughs> are, are publicly told. Uh, speaking of incompetence, um, you know, is Bowie Jane going to win Big Brother twenty five? I don't think so. I just don't no, think she don't has think so, the jury. No. Who's like to like who? <laughs> thank you, Jenna. Who is hopefully not again not driving? Says that this is amazing and we shouldn't cut it. So thank you. Um, I just don't think Bowie Jane has the only person who is giving her her due. I actually think it's kind of annoying the way the jury were shitting on her. Cameron was the only person giving her her flowers being like, well, she did win. Like she did do it. She was the one who nominated you guys. And that's the reason you're here. And they were like, oh, she's just listening to whatever Jack says. Yeah. At a certain point. Yes. But also that's her alliance. And she just outwardly says, I plan to be extremely loyal to my alliance. Yeah. That's it. Like she doesn't she doesn't really think about Endgame or, uh, at all, really. I mean, she she is the most loyal person to have ever played Big Brother. So And is that you know, a crime? Talk about, yeah, is that a crime? Isn't I mean, this- she would know. She's a lawyer. Usually people, yeah, she's a barrister. Usually people love the um, loyal, the loyal contestants on Big Brother. They love them. They're fan favorites. Bowie Jane, the tides have truly turned against her. I think we need to pull up a comment from our Twitter. <laughs> it is, uh, it's rough out there for people who support Bowie Jane, which we like 
kind of do for comedy. Sorry that Danielle and I are trained comedians. Sorry that we understand what's funny. Yeah. That's why you um, listen to this stupid flop podcast. <laughs> okay, so Brett tweet Brett tweeted, Bowie Jane is so good, she melted Suri. Suri is unable to even make a coherent pitch to Bowie Jane because BJ is so physically, mentally, and spiritually intimidating. And then crime psych major on Twitter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not comedy major said, no one's going to listen to your flop podcast when you make bait <laughs> tweets like this. <laughs> one like, one like, it did get a like from not us. Someone liked it. Not us. Who? Someone. Who? Let's see. Um, I, here's Mimi. The... <laughs> Mimi liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, actually Mimi liked it. Here's the thing. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh God! About okay. Bowie Jane, about our flop podcast. Okay, no, this is what I was. This is what that tweet was in reference to. I was watching Thursday night episode and live tweeting, as I do once a season. Yeah. And Suri's like, okay, I'm going to go and make a pitch to Bowie about like why she should save me, and it is the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Suri, okay, let's just say we're, we'll talk about Suri eventually. Suri is like supposed to be excellent at this and for the most part has been incredibly excellent at manipulating people, making people feel heard, making people feel empowered to do what Suri wants to do. Suri got to the end of the game doing like the most nothing like for this reason. Never really put on the block, never really targeted, especially in the first half of the game when she was like doing a lot of the puppeteering and stuff like that. Suri walks into the bedroom and is like, Hi, uh, Bowie. Um, I'm gonna make my pitch to you. Um, I hope you keep me. It was so unsurre because Bowie, Bowie's a Bowie's a crypto hacker. Yeah. Bowie cannot be perceived by human or AI no. alike. She's Bowie, the Matrix. Is the Matrix. <laughs> she, she dresses like the Matrix on Thursday nights. It, it was just so unsuri to see Suri come in and like act like a teenage boy asking someone out to prom. Yeah. I mean, it, that scene happened. I'm not lying. And it's just it's just funny that Bowie, who is like sort of like like accidentally making it did make it to final three of this season. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I think I spoiled something, whatever. Uh, <laughs> At this point. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy because she's, like, kind of not good. But also, in a way, she's kind of okay at Big Brother. And Suri, who is this mastermind of stage and screen, who has won reality shows, has come in second place on a handful of other ones, is, yeah. like, confused. It's, like, misted by Bowie Jane. It's funny. It's true. It happened. Like, both things can be true. People are not loving it, though. People have turned their back. I used to see a groundswell of support for Bowie Jane because people were kind of like mean to her, excluded her. But ever since Bowie Jane joined the winning team, as it always happens, people suddenly have a big problem with her. And they don't think it's so funny for you to compare Bowie Jane to to queen icon reality star Suri. I personally thought it was very funny. And I also, I, I don't think... We're giving Bowie quite enough credit. Do I think she act? Do I genuinely in my heart think she's like this great iconic player? No, but I also don't think she's the worst ever. She did. She's won three comps at this point. 
the she is actually actually the queen of winning that specific comp. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's a fact. Put it in the record books. And I okay, so I was kind of spoiled on who won HOH and uh like oh no that wasn't I was spoiled on who won HOH like when I'm watching the thing so I'm like watching this happen in slow motion the like the final quiz thing of the night and it's like oh my god go I thought she was just gonna win it with points and it's like no tie tiebreaker I'm like this is over this is like no you don't go to like shoot like you know if like a a golf match is like tied at the end like they do an extra Uh three holes or whatever and it's like right you don't want to go to the end with tiger woods and do the three hole extra thing yeah bowie jane's the queen of the whiteboard and i'm like yeah here we go bowie jane's gonna write (laughs) and she knew it and it's gonna be like how many minutes was in a in a decade or whatever and bowie's like i don't know three or something like that (laughs) and she's gonna win because jack's gonna write 20 million and (laughs) bowie actually got closer without going over I know because at that, I mean, I was screaming at the screen, just write one. I was screaming. <laughs> That's what I was going to I'm thinking this and I'm like, you know, if I'm ever on Big Brother, which I'll never be, I'm just going to write like, I'm not going to write one. I'm just going to write seven. Like, because someone's yeah. going to write one. I'm going right. to beat them. Yeah. And the number is going to be 48,000 or something like that. So My I'll, strategy I'll in this comp is I'm going to write the number seven on the whiteboard. Um, <laughs> My strategy for this comp is I'm going to use thousands of years of mathematical theory to multiply, divide, <laughs> add, and subtract. Write it down on the ledger using uh, alpha numeric uh, numbering system that we as a human society have all agreed upon to represent digits. I think that's a great strategy. And that's the strategy Bowie, Bowie Jane has used three times in a row. I just love watching them do math on their on their little boards. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just write one. But I mean, at this point, Bowie's got to be calm. She's got to be feeling good, feeling confident. Like she knows she's going. She knows she's taking this one home. You cannot beat Bowie Jane at a whiteboard and memory comp. It's just, this is her comp. Oh, period. Danielle, I'm just, I'm getting a text message from Allison Grodner right now. Part one and part three of the HOH. Let's <laughs> write, write a number on a whiteboard. <laughs> write a number. Write a number, folks. Okay, so I have been kind of assuming that Bowie Jane's going to get third place in this, which I now actually think is wrong. I think Bowie's like kind of going to get second place in BB25. I, I, I think she's for sure going to get second place. If she makes it to third and casts a vote, how... <laughs> what is funny about Bowie Jane is like I do think she has actually kind of has a somewhat bad view of like what's happening in the house and what the dynamics are. Whereas like America, which we need to talk who we need to talk about eventually, I yeah. think has like a really excellent view of what's happening in the house and what the dynamics are, even though she can't really like do anything about them. Yeah. She, she's not really good at manipulating anyone unless it's like a little boy the least manipulative <laughs> manipulate manipulatable person in the right. world um how much okay let's just say bowie jane gets third place she gets you okay. know matt wins final hoh it's matt Thanks, jag and bowie and he's like i gotta keep the the watchmen together and what are the chances that bowie casts her vote for the person who doesn't win big brother 25 
<laughs> um, wow. Well, to be fair, I actually think if it's between Matt and Jag, that's that's a hard thing to guess anyway as to who's going to be the winner. I don't think there's a slam dunk between the two of them. I would. I don't know. It would be weird. Like, I, I honestly. Jag, but I think Matt has a really strong case to make because he has had such a big disadvantage in that in the house. He's spoken about this in the episodes. Yeah. In a house where there's a lot of secrets, there's a lot of whispering, there's a lot of people like going to other rooms to talk. Maybe you like other contestants could go and eavesdrop. Matt does not have that advantage. And I think that's a really good story to tell. To make it this far, having such a, this is what I would say, having such a strong social game that I was never completely left out because I managed to make other people tell me the secrets and keep me in the loop, even though they didn't have to. I would say and that. never nominated. Never nominated. Like, I think he has a very strong case to win. So I think, and I think there's like this, I think what also could happen. I've been thinking about this too. You're right. I think despite Jag's like, I think Jag is a better big brother player in kind of he every really, respect. Yeah. Like he's better. He literally has one veto like 12 weeks in a row. I believe Jag actually yeah. might have won a veto in BB-19 as well. I think I'll have to go back to that. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was Joker's watching these episodes. I was thinking like, Jag has improved. Like you have, you also kind of have to give snaps. I remember thinking like, God, this guy freaking sucks. Right before he got voted out that one time. Remember yeah, yeah. how he got voted out? Um, I was just with like, good, get rid of him. Like he's so, first of all, I thought he was really boring. And second of all, because I just thought he was not good and he deserved to go home. So I was actually, I remember very annoyed that they had this freaking twist where they saved him. It was an an anonymous vote and yet they let him come back in. But like, since then, I do think he learned a lot and improved a lot. And that kind of player is impressive. It kind of reminds me of Paul from BB. I was going to say the same exact name, but also in a perhaps negative light, because I wonder if his jury, I don't think he, obviously different players, I don't think he created a level of animosity against him in a way that Paul did. Like people loved inside of the house. Mm-hmm. And I think outside of the house that season too, and BB was at 19. Um, right? The one that he lost to the second one to that he Josh? lost to, to Josh. Yeah, yeah. that was BB 19. In that season, everyone loved him. And this is inside the house and outside the house. And then halfway through, everyone was like, fuck Paul. This mm-hmm. guy's a bully. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, that think it's that same. I don't think yeah, I know. Well, except for Raven was in that season, who is yeah. all-time iconic. <laughs> Raven, Bowie Jane, tag team season. Oh, bring them back for legends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't think obviously there's that level of like this person sucks. This person's a no, bully. Yeah. This person betrayed me and ripped my heart out and killed my family. I, but I do think everyone likes Matt more. Everyone is like, as a person, Matt is like incredibly sweet. He's like an incredibly good guy. I, th- and I think more people are just like they think of Jag and they're like, man, I can't get that dude out. Yeah, he's lying to me about this. I'm like, I. I would hope just my perception from the outside is I think Jag is a better big brother player than Matt. Um, And I hope he would be rewarded for the win for that. If it is that final two, I would cast my vote for Jag to win. 
Yeah. But I do wonder if people are going to feel burned by Jag in some way, whereas they see Matt as someone who played relatively similar game, perhaps maybe a few less comp wins, but did it with causing a lot less a lot less blood on his hands a lot like and he might be rewarded from that. So I think to back it up 5 minutes, I think your point of like Jag versus Matt final 2 is not a clear cut. Exactly. Choice. You were you were starting a hypothetical that was going to dunk on Bowie Jane for not voting for the right person. And I completely derailed it with my mind games. <laughs> oh, much like Bowie Jane herself. Yes, exactly. I'm taking a page from her book. But like you said, sorry, spoilers. It's very possible that it's it's a Bowie Jane and Jag. Or... Yeah, Bowie Jane and Jack. Bowie Jane's going to lose $750,000 by winning the final HOH and being forced to choose someone who's not herself to go to the end. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I think Felicia would have been a really fun final too. It's not clear that she won't be. If if it's Felicia and Bowie Jane in the end, who do you think wins? I would love that. I would think that would be such a fun, that, that would, would be, be such a fun final two. And yet, For me, criminal psychology major 23 is going to be like, you guys suck for thinking that. <laughs> but like, I was saying this, I was like, you know what? The problem is, is like, just like we were just discussing between Matt and Jag, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't, I have no horse in that race whatsoever. Between Bowie Jane and Felicia, it's actually a little more interesting because like Bowie Jane never touched the block, won three comps, um, always like kept to the winning team. Felicia nominated every week, <laughs> won one comp. But like how does interesting, a very interesting social game. I think it bit her in the ass this week when we saw her. This genuinely made me sad when she told Matt, like, your friends are talking shit about you. Yeah, that moment was weird. That moment was strange. Because this was, I I think this, coming from her, I think this was not, it was not necessarily a malicious, like, just to fuck with, like, just to fuck with him. I think it was game. I don't think it was, like, to ruin his friendships. But There was a mustard seed of, like, an element there that she was right about that he was that jag was saying oh i'm an olympian sort of humorously like he was kind of you know but like but she was using her um social game strength is that she's this like mother figure who like does kind of tell it like it is she was she was good about like always kind of keeping it real um and it just it just didn't work in this scenario. I think it actually has had been working up until this point where she was the one who was always going to like take you under her wing and tell you like you're at, you're not, you're acting up or like this yeah. is not a good move for you or whatever like from that motherly or grandmotherly standpoint and yeah in this particular case it just really missed the mark. But otherwise well, I do she's think she had a really been... strong social game. But she's always been all season long, like she's always had a mouth where like she'll say stuff. And even her closest teammates, Sari, Izzy, even the, them were like, God, man, I wish Felicia like would not have said that. Like I they cannot trust Felicia when she's outside, like when she's outside of the room, because Felicia will go up to Matt when Matt's HOH and be like, 
hey, Jags, I'm throwing you in the bus. Sari, who you think is your mother's figure, she she's ready to vote you out and stuff. Yeah. And Sari and Felicia's actually right. Like she's fully within her rights to do that within her game or whatever. Yeah, of course. But you know, when Izzy and Jared left the game in the middle, Felicia, I'm sorry, Sari was like, dang, I kind of got stuck with my least trustworthy of my three or four closest people in the game. Like, the closest people Sari was to in the game were Izzy, Jared, and Felicia. And yeah. the two people who she could trust the most out of them, one was not her son, it was Izzy. Right. The second was her actual son. And then third was Felicia, who's a bit of a wild card. She'll, I mean, she tells it like it is sometimes. She gets upset about things and is like, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about right now, even though I should probably cool off. Like, I, you know, but it's funny because I, you would have thought that that would have, especially the stuff with like the Olympian joke or whatever happened there would have actually cost Felicia, but it didn't. I was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe they are going to keep Sari after this, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's also why like I don't. It's also why I don't necessarily think Matt is like the strongest player. Like he can kind of just be easily convinced by his mm-hmm. he's by emotional. his teammates of anything. Like Jag, Jag's like I want Sari out this week. And granted, Jag and Bowie Jane had the control in that. Like something that I've never understood in this game was like, well, the HOH wants this person out, and it's Wednesday, and it's like, well, they don't have any more power unless yeah. it's a tie. <laughs> so like, what are we yeah. doing? Like, well, who cares what they want? Like it's now to the people, the Vox Populi. Yeah, exactly. Decide who it is. And, but I mean, I didn't, they didn't show like too much of it on the show. And I have not watched feeds in quite some time. And I haven't been reading hamsters in quite some time or whatever. But like, sounds like Matt was kind of okay with whatever happened, which means Jag was able to convince Matt and (laughs) Bowie Jane was able to convince Matt. You know what else Matt was okay with happening? Getting a girlfriend after the show named Riley. <laughs> Dang. How how do you do that, man? How do you like hang out with someone twice and then like be separated from three months? And they then they write you a long letter about why they want to be your girlfriend. I, I can't do that once. Tinfoil hat is on. Okay. Like this also felt this felt like really long ago because this was like last week that he was HOH. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it feels like it was forever ago, but we never we never talked about it. So we must discuss. Yeah. So Matt wins HOH and his HOH letter was from second evicted everyone's Riley. favorite blonde chips on head weirdo, Riley. <laughs> like, like who I do remember, I do remember because of Riley's promise. <laughs> I will never yeah. forget that. the precursor, like, the precursor like charity total, to Danny's promise. Yeah, it's not like she. It was a totally random thing where you were truly like, "Wait, who the hell was that?" But like, and and I do think she has like a, I don't know, if fan base is the right word, but I think people remember her fondly, like of the fan community. She, like, I mean, I kind of liked Riley. Yeah, I I had nothing against her. I didn't think she was a good player, but I thought she was yeah. perfectly lovely. But like, w- it was just so random. It is very random from her point of view. To like, has she been watching feeds? Is this what I'm yeah. meant to believe that she's been sitting at home watching feeds and deciding? Because it was like a thing on the show where he was into her, but I think she like kindly rejected him. 
I don't she? even remember that happening. Okay. I don't even remember that happening. I don't even think there was like any sort of proposal of anything. I thought they were just like kind of friends and like friends. he kind of had a crush like... on her. And then she gets evicted and he is like making the Q-tip shrine. And and like the further they got away, the more it almost felt like the further that more that time went on, the more romantic you know, pressure he put like the more romantic feelings Fantasies. he put on the relationship. Like it felt fantasy. like they were two people who were kind of like semi vibing, and yeah. that maybe if she lasted like twelve weeks into the game, they would have been like another like showman's couple. But like, I don't think anything was really there other than like a little bit of vibing. And but without that, without that time. With all the time, and then you're watching freaking America and Corey slurping each other all the time. Like, eventually, you're like, "Yeah, oh, actually, I was in love with this person." Like, <laughs> who amongst us? That's who amongst that's, us hasn't like hung out with someone twice, and then a month later, two months later, a year later, been like, "Oh my god, that was going to be my spouse." Right. Damn. I guess I'll be alone forever. Joy in the chat is saying people on Twitter were irate that production allowed this, but I don't understand what's there to be mad about. Product. What did they allow? Is it because he didn't get a letter from like his mom and they, I mean, I don't think it's that they allowed it. I think they prompted this. I think they were like, hey, yeah. Riley. <laughs> we, exactly. Like, this is better TV than his mom, who none of us have seen. I don't, oh, Matt, we love you. We miss you. And we're proud of you. Yeah, who cares? Everyone's yeah. proud of their son who's on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. We want so, love. But like, but yeah, they were, they're soaking this. They want yeah, these flames to Whatever. catch fire. Is your tinfoil hat about production or about Riley, like trying to get extra like clout for herself by like. Production. I, I think okay. Riley's a very sweet girl. Like there was yeah, no, yeah, there sure. really didn't seem to be a, um, a mean bone in her body. She was very, um, almost to a fault where I was like, I could use her being just a little more mean. <laughs> she was so, so, um, ba like basic sweet nice lovely girl well, she if anything was like i mean she only lasted two weeks in the game and basically yeah. her entire she was the first hoh and the entire first hoh all she was doing was trying to create like a 14 person alliance and then in privately with everyone she was like oh my god it was gonna target me next week because i'm like doing so much gaming and, she, and then she well, was like spinning she was just spinning out during her hoh about what it was going to be like when she's not hoh and that like Everyone's going to target her, which I didn't think she was particularly set up for, but she didn't shut up about it and was like she created the storm clouds around her. And then next week when whoever was like Heisen was HOH or whatever, it was just like, yeah, sure. We'll nominate you. And she I, I didn't think she was like mentally like kind of strong enough to survive no. <laughs> like any of the pressure in the game. I just thought she also had like the Still most Felicia. interesting not most interesting, but like a very interesting HOH where like she didn't actually nominate anyone. These are yeah, all default exactly. nominations. She had one of the, e we, I can't believe we're like spending time on this like 12 I, weeks later, but she had the easiest first week HOH. Yeah. She didn't have to nominate anyone. She, with every single person, she was just like, sorry, I, I, I had to, like the game nominated you. I didn't even nominate you. Whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Listen, we, I wish them the best of luck. I believe in love. We, yeah, I believe in a yes, thing called can love. We, can we? Can we talk about Sari a little bit? Like, I feel like we yeah. haven't done that other than the fact that she was completely misted. By by Bowie Jane. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there was... She's a very important tricky. player. Yeah. Pardon? I think she's a very important player to this season. 
She was an important player. I think she did, she fell, and this was obviously on purpose for her, but she fell under the radar towards the end of the season, which was strategy. And it could have worked. Fortunately, it didn't. I thought something was interesting in her um, interview with Julie, where Sari was making a lot of really good points about how like, this show is 24-7, no breaks. Like the union leader in Sari was coming out and Julie Chen did not want to hear it. Didn't you notice I that? I loved this moment. Sari <laughs> yeah. felt her job slip, slip, slipping away. Sari mm-hmm. asks, or Julie asks Sari, yeah, what, like, what's harder, this or that? And then she starts doing exactly what you're saying. This yeah. is 24-7. You can't go. Imagine going into your job and then saying, they, oh, you got a cot in the back. You got to stay here for 100 days. And she's going, she's going. And Julie, Julie's They're skin in her is yeah. melting off. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I cannot. She's losing grip of her own show. Yeah. Sri, you're the new host of the talk or the <laughs> chat or whatever it's called. What well, do you have an audio book inside you, Suri? And Julie in the middle tries to gain regain control. She's like, ah, you know, one of those things. And Suri just keeps going. The audience is getting into it. And it's like Suri or Julie Chan lost control of the episode. I thought the episode was fine. We weren't losing control of anything. There's plenty right, of free right, time. Right. She lost control of it, and Julie was so challenged. She was losing con- control of her career by letting Sari talk, and she wrestled control away. That was like a presidential debate there. Yeah. And that was that was some of the most compelling television that we've had on Big Brother this year. Wow. Yeah. I just, because it was like, Sari was pulling back the curtain, right? Of It was kind of like Sari being like, here's why this show is inhumane. <laughs> like, why do people, why people on this show should actually be making more than whatever it is they're making, like a thousand dollar a week, whatever it is. Like this is a 24 seven, they're making, probably making what? A buck fifty an hour when you when you figure out that they're there for a hundred days. Danielle, making- Danielle, queen of the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, I don't know, a dollar. <laughs> one, I'm writing one on my whiteboard. But like, yeah, she. I thought it was fascinating stuff. I was wishing we would hear more about this, but yeah, no. Julie was like, "Okay, great, thanks, Sari. <laughs> we'll see you on the jury." <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, you- here's what she did. Here's what she did. Actually, she was like, "Well, Sari." You got a lot of goodbye messages. <laughs> like that's how yeah, she's doing. That was what that it was. was. It was so good. <laughs> I, I guess my question for you is like, you know, there was a great portion of this game where it's like, where we said, here, just give her the 750K yeah. right now. Like, why are we even playing out this season? Um, but especially once Izzy and Jared went out in the the middle of the game, she was kind of powerless and like I think it spoke to her general social gameplay prowess where she was never really nominated. I don't think, I mean, maybe she was and I don't remember, but like, yeah, she was, even though people were kind of aware that, yeah, she's pretty good at this. Never people were never really going after her. She knew with her position, she's like, I'm just going to put on that robe and hang out in my bedroom and not really do anything, but still, come across like a voice of reason, a voice of authority, um, a voice of logic, someone that even, you know, Corey or Jag could bounce ideas off of because they respected yep. her so much. <clears throat> so she did really well in getting fifth place. 
at the same time, okay, let's just say the Felicia stuff with her kind of trying to pit Matt and Jag against each other because of the the hearing thing. Let's say that Jag is like, you know what? Hell yeah, let's just get out Felicia and Ceres in the final four. Like, Ceres hasn't done anything in this game. Like, I I, I don't want to take anything away from her because she was gr- she was a great addition this season. I don't like, I don't want the internet to be mad at me for for me being like Ceres sucked. I'm not uh-huh. saying that Ceres good, but like also I don't think. I, if anything, Bowie Jane has a better ca- like better case to win this game than Suri did. If if Felicia and Suri had swap places and it was Suri in the final four, like I'm not, I don't think I'm like too crazy or out of pocket for suggesting that. I I think it's great that you brought up Bowie Jane because I also want to give her her flowers for when for when <laughs> Jag and Matt and Bowie Jane were in the HOH this week. And they're whiff waffling between sending Felish or Suri home. Bowie Jane, very matter of factly, was just like, she's nearly one survivor. She's like a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. we should vote her out. <laughs> like, this is like, <laughs> I, sometimes I wonder if, if Bowie Jane is actually just so intellectually advanced that she can't believe that other people yeah. aren't also geniuses and realizing what the a very flop plain podcast truth. idea to even suggest that and bait you're baiting the internet yeah um but i mean i i just think bowie jane deserves her flowers and but to go back to Suri, Suri did a, a solid job in that she built a very good network at the beginning. I mean, she sort of had a leg up to the other side of the house because she had Jared. As most, um, yeah, and as most returners do, like many people yeah. recognize her from Survivor. The same way that Paul, the first half, the first half of BB nineteen, everyone wanted to work with Paul because they're like, I know what Paul is. He seems like a cool guy. I know how he plays the game. Of course, wouldn't you want to align with that? Because at least one thing that you get to know versus fifteen other people that you don't know and don't know how to suss out if they're going to be loyal to you. Yeah. Same thing with Nicole Franzel or whatever. Like any returner, even though Suri had never played Big Brother, she's a returner. She plays there's these always one, social chess games. There's always someone who's like just so, I mean, for, for Paul's season, it was like everyone on the cast except for Jess and Cody. But like in, in this season, like Izzy was never going to turn on Suri. Like, Sari found the most incredible loyal partner she could ever have. She was never yeah. going to turn on them. I know. I said earlier, her best, her most loyal partner was Izzy, not her son. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she, but like, what do we, can we attribute that to luck or do we attribute that to like, at first, at first Izzy was really into it because it was Sari, but like Sari fostered that relationship and made Izzy feel like she was part of the family. Like, I think she had a very strong first. I would say she had a very strong first to like middle tier of the game. And then, yeah, it just became like too obvious that you have to get Suri out. Like the Bowie Jane, Bowie Jane wasn't going to let her slide away. And her, and her sidekicks like in Jared and, and Izzy as well. Like I think when they became like them becoming big targets, you know, it was it was good for Suri and that they weren't targeting Suri over these people. But when it's like we got to get out Izzy and Jared, like once your you know your close alliance members leave the game, the people who you can trust to win competitions to protect you to not nominate you, like she kind of did have 
she kind of did have nothing the entire second half of the game. And she was just yeah. kind of just like on pure defense, just, just like running pure defense the entire time and had no capability to like run any offensive maneuvers, right? Like yeah. all she could do was just like survive the attrition. And also she didn't win a competition this year. So like, we we can talk about this in many ways, right? Like that's not fully her fault. It's probably the fault of production that like they need more random competitions. They need more mental competitions, but they did do mental competitions and Sari won none of them as well. So I'm really glad she was on the season. She was great, but also like I, especially if she got into final four or final three, I also would not have defended her and said that she deserves to win the game. Sawi. Wow. Wow. I want to switch gears a little Fuck. bit. But speaking of people who didn't really win competitions, but who are major threats, the jury segment featured Blue, <laughs> our oh girl God. Blue. Oh my God. I, <laughs> saying I multiple believe. times that they had to get her out because she was the biggest competitive threat. <laughs> and I'm just like, who is feeding her this stuff? She can't really be thinking this. This is like a classic example of someone building their own narrative and like just Falling saying in love it if you with say Riley it enough. From afar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you say it enough, maybe it'll come true. That jury segment was the flop of flops. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's, I mean, I'm watching it two nights ago and I'm like, the finale is next Thursday night and we're, this is the first and I'm imagining the last jury segment. Maybe we'll get like, maybe they'll fly out Dr. Will or whatever. I mean, maybe we'll just Skype in or something like that. I think like it's that. time to switch up the doctor and it should be Heisem. Heisem should do this. Dr. Heisem? <laughs> He's yeah. a psychologist. He's Will is nip tuck. He's like, got some, you got some jowls there. You got some cellulite. I can do that. I'm not a mental doctor. Um, that jury segment was weird. You're hundred percent right. I mean, blue is not living in any sort of reality, reality or whatever. And when she leaves and gets like an understanding of like how she played the game and how other people played the game in circles around her, I think she will continue to double down on her. Like, well, I was the best kitty purr, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I did not think came across very well? And it was interesting as there is a vote that she could likely win is America. Like America. Yeah, I agree. She came across America. Very, she did say she was still salty. I know she yeah. She was self-aware about it. But it, she was, but then she's like, I'm still pissed off at Jag and Matt for betraying me. And it's like they weren't working with you. They wanted yeah. you out. Like they yeah. didn't. They Corey, if Corey betrayed you, that would be betrayal. Two people who you kind of had this like you were semi alley. You America and Corey and Jag and Matt were like I'm USA and Russia during World War II. Mm, where it's like, wow. Sorry for the history lesson, y'all. But like <laughs> we're like, we'll work together because like Germany, not not feeling it. Yeah. Not feeling the Germany <laughs> thing right now. But the two of us are like not. We're not, we ain't gonna hug and sing kubaya after this. We just right. want both want Germany out. Like we're not feeling the feeling the guy with the mustache down there. So the fact that she is so like emphatically salty about it, I don't know. It comes across as a it, she seems a little bit like blue, where it's like, what did you do? Right. Like, what did you do either? So whatever. I'll be happy if she wins. America's favorite or whatever. I think she has a chance. I think it's going to be Sari for sure. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I think that might have even hurt her chances at that, though. But it's like, come on. Yeah. Get, a, get a grip. She, like, I understand was, you're upset. But, like, they, 
They weren't working with you and you were going to vote them out the next week. Like you have some sense of. She was salty. Yeah. I I don't know. Just like have sense of some sense of objectivity about it. Yeah. You know who came across great? Your boy. (laughs) The space cowboy. (laughs) Space cowboy. This is how I came across great. I was like, it it was sort of like um, waking up after the party. Waking up after the one night stand when you see him in the light of day. Now that he's out of the house, I was like, wait, he's not my crush. (laughs) Like, no, I was kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. But I did Mm. think he came across really well. Um, And and he did come across very objectively. He knew who was getting, he seemed the most clear headed. He was like, it's going to be blue. Then it's going to be Corey. Then it's going to be America. Like he knew. <laughs> That's how I feel with like the the kind of like light of day moment with every single Big Brother player. Like the moment they're in the weird house in like San Fernando Valley. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? What's your <laughs> name? Like I've already begun to forget their names. Like I'm yeah. like, like once they're in the weird house, I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Um, have you seen the internet speculation that the space cowboy and the kitty purr are hooking up in the jury house. I have not seen the speculation. I would never guess that. Maybe his so. This is all because person. of two. This is all because of two photos. Okay. Because <laughs> they like they post on the socials like photo like we posted one of them. Right. There's like a photo of them all dressed up for Halloween or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like the four of them, and it's like America and boots in the middle and they're like butts are facing out and then Corey on and Cameron on the other side of course America's butt is facing Corey she's standing next to Corey that's her boyfriend right of course so like blues on the other side like in the center butt out you know like cute girl pose and Cameron's there and people are like blue is too close to Cameron her butt is too close to Cameron oh the butt and then in another photo and then in another photo of them carving pumpkins on Halloween night she is wearing a red hoodie that pe- many people have clocked as Cameron's hoodie. Wow. I think it's very I, possible. I, yeah, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just reporting the facts. I think there's potentially an ad- animal magnetism to Cameron in real life that <laughs> few women could resist. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think Blue and Cameron are just naturally horny people. Well, I who can't relate to that? We all can relate to that. Same. Um, so about relating. Should we discuss Survivor at all? I know. We, 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 we spent, we we spent 10 minutes discussing your Wi-Fi today. So I know. Survivor was let's we'll briefly do Survivor. Survivor, I mean, okay, in two weeks, we're gonna have like another like month and a half to talk about Survivor. Yeah, I thought Survivor was excellent. Survivor was excellent. This week, <laughs> Daniel has not much to say. Uh, the the, uh, the tribal, I don't know. Just the tribal council was was first of all hashtag Brett was right. I said that a merge was coming, and it was going to yeah. be the pre merge split half merge thing, which I do not like. But whatever. Like, I want to see Bruce on the block. <laughs> yeah, I love Bruce. when K- Katura just says Bruce is stupid. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Someone I love just it. says it in three words. They're a good. Um, that's a good um, relationship. Like not friend of me, even like a good competitive relationship. There. We'll talk. We'll talk about Survivor in this way from the Discord. At Tolinator asked, "Did this evening's episode reverse the flop era of Shot in the Dark? Should they retire it after this because it will never be this satisfying again?" Yes, I do think they should retire it. I absolutely agree. Yes. Didn't so was that. I, 
Caleb is like kind of like annoying for me in the same way that a lot of people think he's annoying because he's like he just he's like a salesman. He's like got this CEO brain where like he doesn't he doesn't talk yeah. at you like a normal person. He only spins things like in a positive way, even though it's like you're fired. Like, mm-hmm. but and like so funny that he's unanimously voted out, and also yeah. so funny that he actually that the shot in the dark thing actually wins didn't someone win shot in the dark but it was like completely irrelevant for like another thing another maybe. reason it's it so like hard for me to keep flop. track maybe but it was yeah i i think we've <laughs> i don't have much to say no but like yeah. i do think i do think like how could i agree that how could it be more satisfying than what just went down I just don't think there is actually another outcome that could be more set. I guess if like someone absolutely hated tried to use it and it flopped, but like other than I thought that, it, I thought it was great. Like it, the way I watched Survivor is like it. I think it's so interesting that the editing team knows who the winner is when they shoot the show. The show is shot months before it airs, and it's only yeah. shot over the course of. 26, 27 days, something like that. So like, how do they present the story and then present the narrative of the person who wins? And wins? And I always look for someone who's like kind of under the radar in the first half of the game because I don't think that they try to like show their hand and like show this as the Marianne story, even though Marianne yeah. I think was pretty involved. Like, so like I look at a player like Jay and I'm like, Oh, she's a ready all-star. She's mm. someone who I think can win the game because she's kind of doing nothing right now. Right. Uh, so I was like bummed out for that. But also Jay kind of was like a nothing on that. So I'm like, I, was... I, I was freaked out. I had Emily's look in my face when Caleb's safe and it's going to be Emily or Jay now. And Emily is walking around like Emily, who is, you know, some like a piece of her is missing in terms of like how she relates to other people, but she's going around like trying to like, and no one's even talking to her. Everyone's like, oh, is it going to be Emily or Jay, Emily or Jay or whatever? And she's walking around like stunned, like, please don't vote me out there. Like she sees it all. It's about to disappear for her. And I felt so bad for Emily as much as she's like, kind weirdo. of weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally felt very vindicated that Jay got voted out. Mm-hmm. And I think this, we should call this the revenge of the sandwich. And that other girl <laughs> who also didn't want D. the sandwich better was watch it D? her back. Maybe it was. I don't remember. I really don't remember. Oh, no, it was Emily. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Emily. It was a, that Gosh. long, dark, long, dark haired girl. Kendra? Was it Kendra? No, Kendra's the crazy one, right? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Maybe Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Whoever. Like, yeah, that's Whoever. the name of someone who's on the show. Yeah. Well, I believe you, Brett. <laughs> I don't have much to say about Survivor, but like, I do think that the sandwich, like turning your back on that sandwich was the curse of the season. It's that Austin's is event. so funny that every time Austin talks, he's like, I'm so upset about that freaking sandwich. And I'm going to, really I'm going to like drown these people in the ocean. I 100% was on his side. That and is I'm so, so glad. funny. That's why I was yeah. so glad to see her leave. She should that she should look back on her time at that show and think of that moment where she s- tried to push for not the sandwich. That's really why she went home. Yeah, I I mean I'm glad that they're finally freaking merged now. Though of course, like aren't they going to do another thing? We're like, oh, half of you are safe for like another stupid reason. Probably there's so I many of them that. right now, and I remember on Survivor, it's always like when you get to tribal at this point, there's so many of them, and then there's four. <laughs> like it just yeah, jumps. Um, let's see if there are some other questions. Questions for the pod. 
Oh, um, people wanted to know if Flava Flav's version of the Star Spangled Banner is the most iconic version of the Star Spangled Banner. Brett, as our resident American, what do you think? Uh, most iconic is, of course, Whitney Houston, I believe, during the 1993 Super Bowl. Um, most iconic in that way, it, he's not even the most iconic bad representation of it because it would either be Fergie. Um, I think it's Fergie at like the NBA All-Star Game like two or three years ago, uh, or it's Roseanne. But I won't mm. give Roseanne the time of day. Um, so I'm going to say it's Fergie. Like this one is probably... Honestly, I think the the Flavor Flav one is probably actually going to fall to third place after Roseanne. I don't think it's in terms of good bad ones. Yeah. Um, From Misto Jen, question: If you fully embrace being chuggy, does that negate or double down on the (laughs) chuggy? I think it. I think it negates. I think it negates the chuggy. What? One more time. If you fully embrace being chuggy, does that negate or double down on the chuggy? I think it negates. I think it double downs. Yes. Wow. Remember the double As down a, sandwich? Yeah. Oh my God. As um, yeah, Austin would have eaten the hell out of that one. As a young millennial mother, yes. you wouldn't Thank know you. because you likely are chuggy. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a matter of time before like I come to visit you and you're like every, every like piece of signage in your kitchen is like, it's wine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, man, they, I got some thoughts about the border. And I'm like, oh, here we go. The Canadian border. Yeah. They're coming. They're coming from America. They're bringing all their criminals into Canada. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't mind being chuggy. I've accepted it in my, into my life with open arms. Um, last question from actress January Jones. <laughs> I'm over this season. Time to look forward. Who do you want to be on the rumored BB Legends season? Okay, Brett, we'll add context. Julie gave a very tame interview to Entertainment Weekly where she like very lightly suggested that there would be a winter season. Yeah. And that like, oh, maybe it won't be celebs. Maybe it will be legends. But like nothing about it was like concrete at all but of course the internet having nothing better to do ran with that and is like rachel riley dan giesling season confirmed um i do like the idea though of legends as opposed to all stars because um i think it level sets a little more because in my opinion Heisem is a legend <laughs> and he can be <laughs> on it <laughs> well actually i <laughs> i was gonna say that Heisem is an all-star. All-stars was like, they don't know what to call it. They can't call right. it returners because it's like, all-stars was, all-stars two was like, uh, there's a global pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. We don't want to deal with like trying to cast thousands of people. We don't want to put those people. We don't want to put our producers. We don't want to put our casting people in that sort of danger. Let's just call up 50 people from this spreadsheet and see if they're around. They're a known quantity. Yeah. And I don't know if we got all all stars on BB all stars too. Christmas. David. <laughs> Who? Oh, David. <laughs> Um, so legends feels to me like they're even closing the iris focusing 
a bit more on an even smaller list of like not just people who were on Big Brother, but people who were on it and very, very good at it. So, oh, I don't think they even have to be good at it. I think they have to have fans. I think it's more like fan oh, favorite season. Sure. So that's why sure. we can look forward to Todrick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Todrick and Blue. Um, I wonder I, if they could do it actually like semi, like, I wonder if Legends could also include like celebs who are good at big brother like carson whatever his name is not carson Wentz, not daily carson carson Cresley. yeah okay yeah maybe i don't know i i like you said i think julie was just trying to start a new press cycle so no one would focus on the fact that sari mopped the floor with her interview skills on Thursday. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) But um, but I think it would be fun. Honestly, I would watch. If they do it, I'll watch that shit. You will. We'll podcast about it. We'll podcast about it. And I'll be podcasting from my bathroom. (laughs) My bathroom with no Wi-Fi. It's crazy because I don't think we're ever going to be podcasting from that area again. You're saying that be- because you're like, sub- not even subliminally, you're telling me. That's Brett saying, Danielle, you better never, ever podcast yeah. from that spot yeah. again. <laughs> I like the bookcase. We're, we're like, I know the bookcase is that's like kind of in the That's in, in like the in family area. I know, yeah. yeah. You've been to my house. I know. So now when people I, are on calls, they have to go, they have to be banished. Your husband and daughter don't like being banished <laughs> to the roof when you <laughs> podcast and not being able to watch TV in the living room. Like exactly. I'm trying to make the space work for everyone. Well, have you considered how it works for me, <laughs> someone who lives 2,500 miles away? Like, I, I did love that, though. I want everyone. I hope everyone took note of that. Brett's like, yeah, it's so crazy how we're you're never going to do that again. <laughs> That's what I said. I never said that. <laughs> Brett's That's giving a directive. I, I was just voluntold. That <laughs> is how good I would be at Big Brother. Except it got clocked by me. That's Brett Smith. We just saw Brett Smith. All right, everyone. But yeah. you know what? It is going to work because now I'm now I am like Ugh, I don't know if I can do it up there. Buy okay. an Eero. What's an Eero? E E R O. It's uh, it's like a Wi-Fi extender thing. I've actually used it in a house that had spotty Wi-Fi at the back of the house, and it made things better. I would love no to free buy ads, that. but buy Nero. I if can't you, believe the listener at home need it. Sorry, what are you saying? <laughs> no, I, I just I can't believe it. All right, we gotta wrap up and say thank you so much I know. I know. to everyone yeah. who listened through this tumultuous episode. Uh, we really appreciate it. You can always tweet at us, hey, Julie BB, and tell us about our flop podcast. <laughs> you can join our Discord and you can send us an email, hey, Julie, big brother at gmail.com. Next week, y'all, we're going to be together in person. I don't think we're going to be live streaming though, but we will be no, doing I don't want to do that. We a are very timely. Pod- yeah. Podcast. <laughs> a very timely podcast. So get your questions and comments in if you want us to react to them live together. Yeah, we're going to podcast together immediately after the BB finale on the West Coast. So that's the timing for it. We'll have the podcast in your inboxes or whatever on uh, late Thursday night, Friday morning. And I can't can't wait, Danielle. I can't wait We're going to go to Applebee's. We're going to have a (laughs) blooming onion, though that's an Outback product. And... 
I, I, I'll see you in a few days, Danielle. I know. I can't it's believe gonna be it. so fun. Are you gonna be can't pissed wait. off at me that I just like told you like how to podcast for the rest of your life and that you? Won't yeah, I'm gonna hold like, a grudge. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel I'll like actually fun. we're kind of entering like this spiky part of our relationship. <laughs> um, that, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie's. Love you. Love you.